are between the ropes and we're here to shock your system with some professional wrestling talk i'm your host drill Z, and boy do we got a lot to get to in this week's episode as we're gonna recap extreme rules go through the fallout of extreme rules get into monday night raw and somehow maybe potentially touch aw so a lot to get to but before i can do that i cannot do this by myself i must be joined by my tag team partner for this evening he is none other than the anonymous GM. What is up, my friend? What's happening, brother? I am. Uh, I'm coming out like Jordan in the flu game. That's that's about the way I feel right now. But I, I got my uh, got my box of tissues, got my Tylenol and Motrin sitting here in front of me, and a giant cup of water. All right. Did it, didn't they kind of debug that that in the last dance that it was a stomach more like a stomach ache? He had the flu. Along. He had the flu. Okay, you're. I know you're a Jordan fan. I like. I love Jordan too. He's the He's goat. The greatest. He's the goat. He is not debatable. But I. They said it was a uh, a pizza. Is what I <laughs> what I heard in the in the last dance that there was a. a it, it, it was a late night delivery in the pizza, right? Wasn't it? I I saw it too. That's what they, that's what they say, and that they think that they uh, did something to it. So yeah. But anyway, um, I mean. Let, let's get right to it, GM, because like I said, there is a lot to go over in this week's episode. Um, extreme rules. First, I want to get, before we get into the matches and everything that happened, What what is there, how do you think the show was, give me you know, your initial reactions to how the show was as a whole? I thought it was a pretty solid show overall, and Extreme Rules isn't really one that I look forward to every year because it's, it's just become one of those like in-between type of live events or premium live events. Um, it came across great on TV. Uh, all the matches I thought were pretty solid. Uh, the matches I weren't, I, that I, that I was not interested in those matches, they were okay. Uh, but I thought from top to bottom, it was an entertaining show. How did it, how did it feel, uh, feel live? You were, you were sitting in the crowd out there. Yes. So crowd, super hot like most of the night some of the matches they weren't which we'll get into but super hot for majority of the night um one thing i'll say we had we ended up with floor seats but like last row of the floor like directly across from the entrance and with the entrance the way it is now you can't see anything with the flat the flat walk yes and even the ring is only like three feet up. Even so, we basically had to stand the whole night to see anything. And then, if everyone stood, even when they were in the ring, I had a hard time seeing. So, I would suggest anyone, if you're getting floor seats, if you don't get the first three rows, I would, I would suggest. I never get floor seats ever. Yeah. Well, I got comped floor seats, so I can't really complain. But. I 
you know, I couldn't see a lot of what was going on. And that seems to be, other than WrestleMania, all of their ramps are flat, which depending on where you're seeing, a lot of times you can't see the ent- like the initial entrance when the talent comes out, which is always kind of like disappointing. But it was, crowd was super hot. Um, when, you know, the White Rabbit thing happened, uh, well, you know, I couldn't really see what was going on. And I'll we'll get into that, you know, how it came across on TV. But like I said, crowd was into it almost the whole night. And were there any surprising any anything any surprising pops out of the crowd? Um, I guess how into the first match, which was the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium, they were very into that. And also, I'm surprised in Philly how over Rey Mysterio was like when his music hit the place went nuts like that's I was funny like, because he doesn't come across as over on TV as much as he used to well let me tell you the place went nuts when his music hit and he came out which was kind of surprising to me because I'm oh, I'm like kind of over him and I didn't want to see him but you know I mean we called what was going to happen so exactly um, yep yes and but that was and then um Cross didn't seem to get as much of a reaction as I thought he would. So, and I don't know how that came across on TV, but um, Brutes versus Imperium in a Donnybrook brawl. Um, we said that this might be match of the night. I don't think it was, but it was a very close second, and the crowd was into it from start to finish. What did you think of the match, GM? Oh, it, it absolutely delivered. Those those six guys did a great job in that match. It was pretty cool that they had different types of uh, extracurriculars outside the ring with the, the bourbon barrels or the whiskey barrels and then the, the bar top, um, the long shillelaghs. All of that out in, around the ring was a different take on a, on a street fight type match. So I, I thought it delivered. I mean, it's not surprising that Gunther didn't take the pin, but um, yeah. the Brutes came out came off strong in that match and Sheamus got the win in that match. And when he needed one, because he just keeps on losing to Gunther. So I was, I was happy with the way it went. It, it was uh, it was the banger, the banger of the yes. show. Yes, it was great way to start off the show. Hot, um, cr- you know, crowd super into it. Um, and they're legit faces now. Yes. Uh, the brutes were the, fa- the clear faces, uh, Fans cheering for Sheamus. Let's go Sheamus chance. They're into when he does the 10 bells or the Bowery. Like Sheamus was super over, which, you know, what, like three months ago, he was one of the bigger heels on, yep. uh, on SmackDown. So complete change for him and the brutes. Uh, and you know, they did, it was a good, good win for them. I thought Imperium probably needed the win a little bit more than them, but, he said you protect it's a way to protect Gunther, giving them a loss and protecting Gunther with you know one of the other guys taking the pin. So do you think they're done? Do you think the Bruce and Imperium are done, or do you do you think there's gonna be one more one more Seamus Gunther? There has to be another Seamus Gunther match after that. I mean, well I mean, I don't know. I, I wanna say they're done, but it doesn't I don't know if anyone's done after this uh premium live event, because um one of the matches we'll get into later, they had a continuation on Monday Night Raw. So, um, uh, you know, we won't really know until tomorrow. But that, I mean, you would think that should be the finish, right? Usually you have a match like that is, is a blo- the blow-off, correct? 
Uh, you, yeah, usually it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, plus the, I want to say, well, I don't, um, you know what? With especially they won, and then wasn't there the on Friday Night SmackDown, um, the Gunther like he tapped the mat twice, so Sheamus thought he won. So and but they didn't, they didn't say that he tapped out. Right. Yep. I mean, there there yes. are, there are ways to continue it for sure. I mean. It would be reasonable at some point for Sheamus to complete his, uh, well, it's more than a triple crown, right? His, his intercontinental championship that he still needs. What do they call it? The four, uh, I forget what they call it. Grand Slam. The Grand Slam championship. Yeah. Right. I mean, I I don't, uh, to me, taking the championship off Gunther right now doesn't make any sense though. So, but I think they'll have, they'll do one more match. I, I have a feeling. I don't think it's over yet. So good. I look um, forward to it. Something that I hope is over though. And I really want to get your take on this was the Ronda live extreme rules match. We have a new champion in Ronda Rousey. What did you think of Ronda going over on live? Uh, it was overdue. I mean, they milked lives championship reign as long as they could. And as we talked before, the crowd was starting to turn on face Liz, uh, face live. And it, I think it was time. I, you're you're going to need a credible, strong champion on the women's side over there. And, you know, if it's not Ronda, it had to be Shayna, um, at least until Charlotte comes back and gets back into the mix there. But it was done. I think, I think it, it, was, it played out well. It went a lot longer than I thought it would. Well, they they gave time. To the, all the matches got time, so everything was at least ten minutes. They got ten minutes, I think more than enough. Um, what do you think? It, was there enough brutality for you for an extreme rules match? Or uh, there was, I mean, considering who was involved. It, uh, the finish was a little bit sloppy, or at least it came off sloppy on TV. Um, with how she well, I you, she transitioned into that armbar triangle, um, it looked pretty. It looked like they had a tough time getting to the right position. Well, yeah, they had. There was a couple mishaps. One, the the chair fell out of the it, between the ropes. Yeah, they still they still did the spot anyway. As it, but Ronda went all the way, I think, to the ring post. It was supposed to be through the chair. Um, what did you think of the finish? Them having Liv pass out instead of tapping, smiling, passing out, and I think the smiling passing out if. If one of those rumors is true and she goes into kind of a psychotic type character or a Wyatt Six character, um, it may be planting the seeds for that. But I think it's it was a way to keep Liv from looking too weak and going with like an immediate tap out or um, anything like that so that you know they could preserve preserve what they built up so far in a championship run. So I didn't mind it, uh, especially if, if they can take live in a little bit of a different direction to keep her fresh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. I did not like it. Um, to me, the pass out like that is, should be saved for special performers. And to me, live is not on that level. Like to me, that that's how Becky should have lost to Oscar at the Rumble back. What was that, twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen? Mm-hmm. That's how Becky should have lost, but they had Becky tap. 
to me, when Becky is the biggest star in the company, you have her tap. People that pass out, Stone Cold against Bret Hart, right? Alexa should be, not Alexa, Liv should be tapping out to Ronda Rousey, especially like what she put, like the broken edge of the table against her face. Like, okay, tap out. Like, there's no reason for Liv to be just passing out like she's some sort of badass. At least it, well, that's in my opinion. You know, I think it's because they have a the directional change for her. There was a reason why they had her smile while she passed out. You sure that was? You sure that just wasn't her doing that? You think that was like, hey, purposely smile? I think Liv sometimes still, even though she's been on the main roster, what like six years now? You, you think she breaks character? Yeah, I think she still <laughs> she still has problems. Don't you? You don't see that sometimes. I, I think her promos can come off really forced, but in the ring, I don't really see. In her ring work, I really don't see that many problems. Yeah, I'm just saying, like. I'm just saying, she's one, like, even Bully Ray will say it sometimes on Busted Open. Like, before she became champion, and I think she knew she was going to be champion, she came out, like, super smiley and happy. Like, she's one that can't, like, I think, hide her emotions Mm -hmm. sometimes. She has a hard time controlling her emotions, like, during the matches. So, I I don't know. Maybe it was meant for that. Um, I I guess we'll see tomorrow. Well, I don't know if we'll see tomorrow. You know, we'll see how much longer they keep going on with this. Um, I mean, if they do have a female in the white, was it now? Wasn't she the original sister Abigail? Well, she was the original person pitched, right? Right. And then they switched it to Alexa. Yep. Now, I think Liv would be smart, but Alexa's been off. TV now for a couple weeks, right? Uh, I guess, yeah. I guess two Raws. She was at the Raw before last when she got when she got hurt. Yes, but I know she was not at Extreme Rules and was not at Raw this past Monday, right? Right. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, when we get to the whole White Rabbit and Bray return, we can talk about I guess if we want to see Alexa with him or not, but um, I'm happy. Liv, you know, happy she got a run, but it was time to be over. And I think Ronda's, you know, a good, credible champion. And then I, I, we're just waiting for Charlotte to come back. I think at this point. I, yeah. But well, then, what do you have? Charlotte come back as a face again? Because Ronda is is in full heel mode. I think. Yeah, uh, you could have Charlotte come back as a face. The fans will pop for her once she comes back, and then she could be. They will, but she's such a much better heel. Yeah, but they can have her be a face for like two months and then switch, you know, easily swerve her, right? It puts us in the position that we've been alluding to. Like, so if Ronda's the heel champion, who's who's the next contender? Who's the next face contender? Ah, on SmackDown? Or do they just dick around with, the, like, you know, cycling cycling through the roster of women before somebody eventually steps up? Well, I think maybe this is a way you can have Shayna kind of become a, a face where she ste- steps up to Ronda. You know, because I know they've been planting the seeds a little bit for that. So I think you can potentially have Ronda, I mean, Shayna step up and, you know, be the face for, for the program at least. Could be. Could be. So, 
I mean, listen, I guess we'll have to see tomorrow what direction. I mean, I like that. This is what I like about Triple H's WWE is there's many possibilities for storylines and we don't always know everything, even though uh, Extreme Rules was pretty easy to figure out. Right. Yep. Yes. Which I mean, sometimes you just have to make sense and the booking made sense. So not you don't need to overcomplicate it sometimes. And I think he, he pretty much delivered. Yes. And like I said, you know, when we get to the Bianca Bailey match, I'll tell you about what I said like during the match. And then guys in front of me were like, holy shit, you, you said that. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, what do you expect? Um, and I, I'll, we'll get into a different conversation about that too. Next was Cross with his debut match against Drew in a strap match. Um, right. So then there was confusing is that they started – and then the bell rang five minutes into the match, but then I realized, oh, Cross never had the strap around his wrist, so the match technically didn't start. That so that was confusing a little bit in the arena, which I'm sure Cole and them cleaned up for you guys. On yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel that on TV at all. Yes, in the arena, like we were confused. Like we thought, what the match is over, and then I was like, oh shit, he put the. They finally put the strap on him. Um, Scarlet interferes with some sort of mace in Drew's face. And then, you know, Cross gets the victory. How, how did you think I, Cross and Scarlet were? I didn't like it. I The match was fine in, in what it was, in uh, just a physical match, but I hated the finish. Um, you, go, you have a fireball on SmackDown, but the best you show up with on a premium live event is mace, pepper spray. Uh I was expecting some sort of other kind of magical element out of, out of uh, Scarlet during that match, and it, it never happened. Um, mm-hmm. The finish was kind of a lame finish. They, I don't know. I I would have hoped creatively they would have did something different than just a, either a distraction. Well, essentially, it was a distraction or an interference by Scarlet, and Cross gets the win. Um, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I was disappointed in the finish. The match itself was okay. Uh, we expected Cross to win, and he won. Uh, it puts Drew in a pretty tough position. You have to think they're going to keep on with the feud for at least another month or so. Yeah, but it also, it also um, by doing the distraction with the mace in the face, mace in the face, um, it keeps Drew strong. Because you know, it took uh, Mace to take him he out. He keeps on losing. Uh, well, you know what? Ha- I mean, uh, you know, your boy <laughs> Seth kept on losing, and then next thing you know, he's United States champion. And we'll get to that. That no, that I don't yes. understand either. But well, yeah, it. I don't know. I, I think Drew is just in a tough spot right now, and I. It was a criticism that Cross had during his first run. Is is the crowd actually going to take to him? and be excited about him in the main roster type matches. I'm not sure he's connecting yet. I'll tell you this. uh, The entrance was awesome, but the crowd was not really, and they're in Philadelphia. So, you know, that's to me, that's one of the hotter cities and crowds that WWE will have, you know, it's like, you know, Philly, New York city, Chicago, and like, you know, Montreal and Toronto are like, you know, probably the top five wrestling crowds, I would mm-hmm. say. And, um, 
yeah, they were not that into it. Like they they were they popped more for like Liv Morgan than they did for when Cross came out. See so. what Cross is doing right now. He he's really interesting in his in the way that they're presenting him off uh, out of the ring, like in the promos. Mm-hmm. But you would expect him to be a little bit more different and a little bit more sadistic, really, inside the ring. And he's really physical inside the ring, and um. I think he has that part down, but I would also I would almost want him to be more sadistic in what he does to his opponents, and bring out more of the facial expressions and more like more sadistic mannerisms. Uh, get Scarlet involved in that way too, to to try to get a little bit more interesting in that ring. Well, then, don't you think maybe they should have instead of immediately inserting him into the Roman and Drew storyline and then having him feud with Drew, couldn't you have just done like an old school, uh, like have a bunch of indie wrestlers show up and he, you know, squash, like, you know, some squash matches with, with enhancement talent for the first like month or two that you bring him back instead of immediately putting him into that where he's decimating and, you know, Really? Oh yeah, yeah. But he would have to do some some crazy shit to the indie talent, right? Like, well, not just beat him. Say he beats him, and then after the match, then he grabs the steps or or you know, and then does something with the steps to the indie talent. Yeah, or or Scarlet burns the faces of all the indie talent. Like you know, like there's got to be more to it than him just being like a mean tough guy in the ring. Yeah. I'm just saying, if he did, that, if they did something like that with Drew, I don't know if that's something you can do. And then um, what you had said earlier about you wanted to see something more because she did the fireball. The fireball kind of they kind of screwed it up. So maybe maybe they're gun shot. It up. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they screwed it since she screwed it up the first time. Triple H said, "Hey, we you know we're not going to do it again. It, you know, it's just it's not safe or you know whatever. So you know, let's just go with the mace." instead so that that's maybe one reason why they didn't do it plus what other than a fireball what other i guess matt some sort of magic type thing could they have done you think with with a live crowd in attendance oh i don't know that's not my job to figure out yeah i know well yeah you know if you're gonna say something come up with an idea let's go (laughs) gm send an email all right this is it i did i said do better okay I mean, this isn't the Thunderdome where they can retry it six times and then, you know, tape it for us. So, but yeah, um, I think this, this feud continues for another at least month or so. So um, something that we know is definitely continuing, which I have no idea why, is Bianca and Bailey had a ladder match. <laughs> um, let me tell you, Bianca starts climbing. And Bailey had been like, they, she had hit a move on Bailey, and I'm like, oh, what? I go, here here comes damage, con- you know, here comes the rest of damage control. And then three seconds later, they come running out. The guy's like, holy shit, how'd you know? I was like, come on, man, I'm watching enough wrestling to know when something like that's going to happen. Then, of course, Bianca takes out both members of damage control. And then what did you, what did you think of the finish? Bailey, for whatever reason, grabs a ladder, then lets Bianca pick her up and then let's Bianca hit the KOD onto the ladder. I, it was, it was 
I, I don't know. It was an awkward finish. Um, I don't know why she didn't let go of the ladder. But I, I, it was what it was, man. It, it, I hated the outcome. I still don't like the outcome. I'm tired of Bianca Belair. Um, I don't have much to say about it, to be honest with you. It, it was It was a good ladder match for the women. Bianca did her her superhero thing. You mentioned it's Super Bianca. Yeah, she's Super Cena uh, on the women's side. Wish there hasn't been a Super Cena on the women's side. So if she fills that niche, cool, right? But ah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, she took out both members of Damage Control, who are your women's tag team champions. She took them both out and beat Bailey. So she, yep, without any no help. without any help, no help, right? She took out all. Three members of damage control. Now I know why Bailey held on to the ladder because that it looked cool on the finish. But in real life, like you know, if you're really having a fight, uh, um, why am I going to pick up a ladder and then let somebody hit their finishing move while I hold the ladder for that? You know, like so. But it, it looked cool. Um, you know, so we have Bianca retain, which I'm with you. I did. I, I'm so over. Um, but you said the crowd was hot for her, right? The crowd is super hot for Bianca. Like the fans are very into Bianca Belair. Um, and now it's you know I would I want to say a WWE crowd is probably different than more of a wrestling. You know, people that are wrestling fans, like I would say me, you, you know, the Doctor and Sugar Shane who are pay, who are listening right now. Thanks for tuning in, fellas. Um, you know, I don't think they're into Bianca Belair, but the little kids are into Bianca Belair. The women are into Bianca Belair. So I I see why. But then we get Monday, and we're doing the same thing still, GM. <laughs> why? Because uh, there's nobody else? Right now, there's nobody else. I understand that then you can't have, right? Like you said, make it make sense, right, Jim? So if you're going to make it make sense. You should have had Bailey win the belt and have damage control have all the titles. Yes. And then you chase. Or you could have Bianca win, but don't have damage control come out to save Bailey. Or if they do, then Alexa or Candice LeRae or Asuka comes out to help Bianca to take out damage control. Not... Bianca take out all three members of damage control. And then, I mean, did, didn't Bailey lose to Candace on Monday? Yeah, she did. She lost, right? Mm-hmm. But now, but still want, so she lost to Bianca, lost to Candace, but now wants another title shot. They do not have any other female main event talent. Which is fine, but except like Alexa said, Bliss. Maybe, that's the only make other make, one. But make it make sense, right, GM? I agree. Yeah, well, I guess Asuka, too. Thinking about Asuka, but they, they haven't done Asuka right in four years. They haven't done Asuka right since she left NXT. Yep. So and every time she's won a title, she then goes missing for months on end to then just drop the belt to Charlotte every time. Yeah. <laughs> it never, never, never stops. But, I, well... I mean, I've seen this 
and tell me what you think. I've seen the rumor. We're gonna they might be running back Sasha Bianca two at WrestleMania next year. Are, are you into that? Um relative to the current options, yeah. Yeah, especially if Sasha is somehow repackaged. Mm-hmm. So you don't no more boss time. You want a total a different. I, I would like something different. I mean, we we've talked about Sasha in previous shows and how, um, how her character is always just won the belt, lost the belt next day. Yes, and that's been the cycle. And then she leaves for whatever reason. Somehow she has to disappear, um, whether mm-hmm. it be her personal issues or whatever. Every time, almost like clockwork, every six to twelve months. Um, but given the options, the only other person that I, I think would be interesting against Bianca is Alexa Bliss. Yes. But that, how do you, right? What is, I guess Alexa turns on Bianca because you I would mean, have to, like, or, or Bianca goes heel. Yeah. I'm just saying, cause Bian- Alexa was just running with Bianca two weeks ago. So what does she turn and join damage control? Yeah. Or by at some point in time we talked to before, you know, Rhea has got to start doing something. Well, uh, we'll get to that to the next match. Cause I think she does have something coming up, which we predicted. On, yes. Which uh, we did predict right here. So on last week's episode of between the ropes. Um, so yeah, I think we've kicked that enough. I just, you know, now we're going to get more of Bailey and uh, it, Bianca. it's, it's 10 to 20 minutes of time every week that I just don't really care about. I think I don't want to see it. Yes. I'm yeah. Just, I I don't know what it is, but Bailey's promos aren't really hitting. And then Dakota and EO aren't really doing it for me either at, at this moment. Nope. Yeah. Um, next we had to me was the match of the night, the I quit match, uh, Finn, and edge um before we get into all the particulars would you was this your was this your match of the night gm <sighs> you know probably yeah i'd agree with you yep mm-hmm. so you know the, um which was cool is that edge and finn did end up right behind like i was they were right behind me um, before they went up into, you know, up the stairs. That was pretty cool. Um, one difference I will say is WWE is way more stringent when it comes to wrestlers walking around on the floor out there. They had, like, all sorts of security making sure that you didn't even come close to them, where in AEW, like, I can stand and unless I get super close to the wrestler, they're not pushing you away. So that's like one difference. Like they were fighting on uh what was that? The pre-show area. And I'm like, you know, 40 feet away. And like, they would not let me like move out a little bit just so I can see what was going on. <laughs> so way more strict, but um, yeah, you know, they're fighting all over the ring. Um, Judgment Day, you know, gets involved. So then, of course, Ray comes out, takes out a couple members. Rhea, you know, handcuffs Edge to the rope. Um, then we get the Beth 
Phoenix. What, how, what, what would you think when, how did it come off on TV when Ray and everybody started coming out? As predicted, right? We knew it was coming. I, I didn't get the crowd pop for Ray like you got live, uh, like I mentioned earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I'm tired, just like the Bianca thing. I am tired of the Mysterios in this. <laughs> At this point, I know, I know all of it is really designed to try to salvage what they can out of Dominic. Um, because as we mentioned before, it's eventually going to get to a Ray versus Dominic one-on-one. Eventually it's going to get to some sort of reconciliation. Um, Dominic is not a long-term member of judgment day. I think, you know, he'll turn back sooner than later. It, 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 it built up when, when Beth came in, I was like, okay, here we go. Eventually, uh, eventually she's going to be put in a position where edge has to quit because of her. And it happened. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I was entertained by it. It fit the formula. Um, it came off fine on TV, right? It, it, to take it at face value for what it was worth. But um, I liked I liked that Rhea hit her anyway. That was good. That was a nice touch. Yes. Um, I'm going to tell you from... The fans were probably on their feet for like... Once they went you know, outside of the ring and then up into like that first level and then came back and then everyone started coming in. The fans were on their feet for the rest of like that, the whole rest of the match. So for like 15 minutes. And then, like I said, Ray came big pop, Beth Phoenix comes big pop. Then you have the standoff between Beth and Rhea, the place, the place was going nuts. Like they, they, this is what something that they wanted to see. And then, you see them, you know, they start going to blows. And then, um, like you said, and what, and we had said this, How you said, how does Finn win? Well, the only way is if, you know, Beth or his children are put in peril. Beth was put in peril. And then I'm, I'm with you. I like that Rhea still did it anyway because the old edge would have done the same thing, right? Right. Absolutely. So, so do you get yes. – what combination do you get? Do you get – Rhea and Priest, because Finn is now going to be busy with the uh, the Bullet Club. I think you can. Do, uh, it doesn't really matter as long as it's not Dominic. You get Rhea and either Priest or because um, Priest and Edge had a great match to main event Raw. What was that like a month ago? Oh, they did. Yeah, I mean Priest can go. Yeah, so I'm fine with either member, whether it's Finn or Priest. So the, the numbers are off right now. So you, you've got, if you think about it, if you leave Finn out of it, right, then you have Finn against the OC by that by himself. Mm-hmm. You got Dominic and Ray busy. I feel like there's still some missing pieces. Yeah, there. I don't. I mean, who knows? Um, like I said, uh, I think we get a mixed tag, of course, uh, with. Rhea and either Priest or or Finn versus Edge and Beth. I mean, and you can do that whenever. And then obviously we could potentially do something for Survivor Series, right? Where you find a way, I guess the Judgment Day is able to recruit another member somehow. I'd love to see Buddy Matthews in there. I don't know if he is... (sighs) 
He, he's Rhea's boyfriend. I know, but he's still under contract currently with a. Oh, it's a, it's a Tony Khan contract. Well, even if he gets out, it's still a 90 day no compete. So, um, you know, Alistair Black, too, I'd like to see, but I don't, I think it, that's too soon. I'm sure there's somebody that they could get that's, you know, not going to be a huge pop, but just someone to fill in, you know, like Priest, Finn, and Dominic versus AJ, Anderson, and Gallows. Yeah, but then that, that's when Edge is done. Yes, that that's, yeah, for the OC. But like you said, with Edge, they still have to finish. Like this Edge with the Mysterios thing is not over with yet. So, I mean, I, like I said, I want to see Rhea and Beth going at it. And then I think that helps raise Rhea stock some until one and once that's done I think you can immediately push her into a main event program with whoever's the champ at that point oh she's overdue yeah so um but yeah we'll see um I saw like to me ma- match of the night by far and they did I think they did a great job and then like you said even though I, we had called what was going to happen they still made it entertaining enough that uh, you know, I was I was into it. So, how about you? Were you I agree. I, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So next, um, we get into the fight pit, which the doc is saying was match of the night. I'm going to tell you, in the arena, it did not come off very good. Um, That's hard to watch like, in the arena. I think it could be. It just it didn't come off well, and and um. Let me ask you, did you think the finish was rushed? Uh, no. No, I, th- I thought the finish was fine. I didn't have any issues with, with how it went down. I thought um, I thought DC being involved was a whole lot of nothing. You know, there was a lot of hype for him uh, being the ref, and he didn't really do anything special during that match. He looked like he was 400 well, pounds, he- too. Well, yeah. Well, he put his hands on each of them at least once yeah. during the match. But um, you're... You're talking like a UFC legend, right? You would mm. think he would be a little bit more special in that match. Yeah. All right, you're right. Um, here's what I'll say was rushed. It was, It seemed like all of a sudden Riddle threw, what he, was it a, a triangle choke? Yeah, it was, a, it was a triangle. Riddle hit the triangle choke, and then all of a sudden Seth tapped. It just didn't. It didn't no, no. On TV, it came off a lot better. So on TV, See, on t- it, the the uh, the rage mode that that Seth went in and kept on picking him up and slamming against the cage twice, yeah, that came across great on TV. Um, I almost wish he would have tried to do it across all four corners of the uh, of the fight pit before, but he only did it twice, and then you know he was locked in. Yeah, that's the only thing. Is it like there was? It just seemed. Like it should have been a little bit longer. I I don't know. It didn't seem like they had done enough. Um, wait, I did like the senton that senton off the top of the fight pit, and he just he landed right on Seth. Like holy! I like how he sold it, at least for the TV microphone. Did was he? Did you were you able to hear him like screaming in the crowd? Was it that loud? No, the crowd the crowd was too loud to hear okay. Any but on TV, he. He sold it so well with just how when he after he hit the uh, the senton, how much pain he was in when he landed. 
So if you ever if you ever get to watch it back, listen to him after he lands and how he sells sells the pain. Yeah. The the other thing I think is the crowd was wanting the white rabbit reveal. So I don't know if it came off on TV, but the crowd was chanting like we want Wyatt in the like for the first like three to five minutes of the match. I don't think I heard that. Yeah. So they they, they must they must have lowered that. But they were chanting we want Wyatt for the first like three to five minutes. Then eventually the crowd got into it. But then, like I said, it seemed like they ended the match quick. And then we get into finally the big reveal of the white rabbit. Doc said he heard the, we want Wyatt chance. So, but yes, they were. Um, I'm going to tell you in the arena, especially I couldn't see any, like, where they had like the door and stuff. All I could see was the light. I couldn't see anything. Um, and when they had the characters popping up, I it I got lucky. I saw like two of them. Yeah, how could you? I, only, I mean, I, I, I totally get it. There's there's no way to get the perspective, the cinematic perspective that watching it on TV actually gave. Yeah. So now they did put on their big jumbotron like um what was it like you saw that the firefly funhouse look you know and it looked like it had been destroyed and been abandoned for a while right like they showed that but then like you know like i said the characters in the arena i only saw like the bunny and the the pig the i no i when i watched it back and i know there was what there was one on the announce table there was a, right there on the, the announce table there was a mask Yes, and then there was, I want to say, there was like one or two other characters that were Yeah, there was the buzzard, the witch, um, the bunny. Yes, I only saw the bunny and the pig. I couldn't see the other ones. Now, let me tell you, the place was going nuts the whole time. So whatever audio they were playing, you could barely hear. um, You know, fans going absolutely insane for it. And like... How loud was the singing? Which oh that they were playing? Yeah, he's got the whole world in his hands. Was it loud not, enough in the, in the arena? Not, uh I could kind of hear it. I, they played you know, it the whole time on TV. Oh, you did Well, I only heard it on the beginning. <laughs> After that, you didn't hear every it. character. Like he sang it all the way through every character reveal. Then no, uh, we didn't hear any of that in the arena. They didn't play it very loud. Gotcha. So interesting. Um, so like I, I knew it was him, but I couldn't tell. Like. I had to ask somebody later because he pops out from the door. There's a mask. Like I said, I couldn't see. And then people are going nuts, you know, and then the lights go out. And then like two minutes later, they finally say, all right, that's it for Extreme Rules. I was like, oh, okay. So So, you you haven't watched it? You haven't watched the replay? No, I did. No, I watched it. Like um, I've seen it on on Twitter. Like someone posted like the whole five minute uh, thing and I watched it. So, when you when it happened, you know, for you, what did you think? I was, I mean, I was pumped. It was, it was a great return. Uh, I, I agree with everything, really, the internet has said about it um, in terms of feedback. I thought it was well done. Uh, I'm interested to see what kind of shape he's actually in because a lot of a lot of people are saying like he looked obese and kind of forgot how to hit the gym. But at the same time, in recent Instagram posts. 
Bray has been in the, you know, really the best shape of his life. So don't know if it was just a camera angle or what, but hopefully he comes back in really good shape tomorrow if, if they actually get him on TV. My thing is, okay, you're saying that, right? It was super dark. What, even when I watched the thing, like, how could you make out what his body even looked it like? It was when he, he came right up to the camera while holding the lantern and they panned up from like his midsection up and it, it looked like he was dumpy. And that's what people were keying in on. Oh, I don't think that's God, the case. Uh, when it, that guy's never been a thin guy. No, he, no. He's always been a bigger guy. Like I just don't want him to come back and look sloppy. And I, I don't think he would have come back um, looking sloppy. But, you know, I thought, again, to answer your question, I thought, I thought, it, was, I thought it was well done for a return. Mm-hmm. It, Definitely the the build up and the reveal. I think it's one of the best like things that we've seen probably since like the Y two J stuff with the countdown clock. Jesus Christ! Twenty two years ago. I just mean with with the vignettes and, and like this these QR codes that they did. What other like where they're like planting seeds of like someone's returning, but you don't know who it is. What what other Oh, they, yeah, they they have they haven't invested this much creatively into a return. Um, that's that's what I mean with like a build up, not not just a surprise like return and you don't expect it. You know, I'm just saying like they haven't done anything like this. I'm saying since probably since the Y2J stuff. Yeah, maybe I don't, I don't know. Didn't the Undertaker have some some good return previews? I don't. I'd have to go back into the memory banks. But it, it, it's few and far between, maybe. right? This is the first time they had well, this much invested creatively. So they, they hit media, yeah. they hit modern media with the QR code stuff. Um, they kept on developing mm-hmm. it week over week. And there was a it's lot not, of production. It's, it's not over. No, it's not, a, not over. And there's a lot of production involved in the actual return itself. Yes. And... I want to say you said the Undertaker, but it's like we knew it was the Undertaker. This is, I think everyone knew it was Bray, but we still weren't a hundred percent sure. Like everyone was like, you know, ninety nine point nine, but there was still that doubt that it might not be Bray. Same with like the Y two J. I think everyone knew it was Jericho, but you had no idea. Really, the football game is three nothing. Oh my god, worst football games on Thursday nights. But anyway, um, did you like the nod to uh, to Brody? What what they do? The when when Brody debuted in AEW, um, oh the had, light, with the white light, light or the something, the spinning light in the background. I heard I've I read that somewhere that they think it was, but I haven't heard definitively definitively that it is. So uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because Bray has. I, I think yeah. Bray comes along with some sort of creative control on his production. Oh, I'm sure, and plus him and um, Brody were very close. I. Um, I also liked it. Brody did a what on his first match? He like did the sister Abigail, right? You know, so I know the two of them were extremely close. So, um, so with that, um, I mean, who, do who do you think else is going to be involved in this? Are we going to get actual reveals of wrestlers with the characters, or you think it'll just be Bray and these characters? Uh, that's a good question. Um, 
I don't think we'll actually get reveals in in the old traditional sense, like, hey, this this guy's wearing a pig mask, you unmask him, and it's like Eric Rowan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't think we get it that way, but it, you might have people who you can identify under the mask, but they'll they they they'll just keep them in that Wyatt Six character. Mm-hmm. I hope that's the way they do it, at least. Like, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't need Eric Rowan wearing a pig mask and us, you know, him taking it off every match and then putting it back on. Yeah. Right. He's done it with well, the, Joe, the, the sheep or the goat. Yeah. Before. Well, I'm pretty sure we all think Joe Gacy is the, the pig. So, um, I think, and I think that's a good, I think his character on NXT totally fits into that kind of. Yeah. I, they, you know, people have been speculating already. Joe Gacy, the pig, um, actually I think Eric, Eric Redbeard, Eric Rowan was, was the rabbit. Um, Grayson Waller as the buzzard with the the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, I wish they would bring uh, like a Parker Bardot would have been perfect for one of these roles if he had or whatever his name was on NXT. He'd be if they ever bring him back. How about so. how about the rumor that uh, that Bo Dallas is the fiend? Good old brother. Yes, brother fiend. I've heard. I've heard Bo Dallas. Um, I think that's, to me, that's a pretty easy one. Um, to me, especially uh, Wyatt needs to have like a crew around him. He can't just be having matches every week. You got to like get through, you know, it's like, yeah, like he's like the boss and you got to get through. He's a cult leader. That's his thing. Give him his cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's also, you know, like a video game boss. Like, you got to get through the levels to get to the boss. So you got to get through all these characters to get to the boss. Oh, God. He's not MJF or Jericho. Oh, please. Yeah, come on. That's how he did it with the Wyatt family. You had to get through all of them before you had a match with him. Um, I've also heard they – didn't they bring on a horror director, if I'm not mistaken, to help with the writing for what they're going to do with him in the future? Yes. Yep, they did. Okay. Um, so you said there was another QR code. It turned out it's supposed, you know, you know, we think it references SmackDown. Do you think he actually shows up or do we get another code tomorrow? I think he shows up. Now, is he going to talk or is it just going to be lights out? The characters kind of show up and then he leaves or he leaves somebody laying or something. I don't know that he's going to be talking in front of the crowd yet because a lot of the stuff that he did before he got released was not talking in front of the crowd. It was all his funhouse stuff. Yes. So I think they keep it like that for the most part. I think you got, you keep pushing it right be, to get people to tune in every week. Because to me, if if you bring him on and then he talks Friday, right? Now, why else are people going to keep tuning into this? It, so, depe- well, it depends on how much the network executives want it because he's a, he's a Fox guy. Well, it's, I'm, fi- I'm fine, but I'm saying, say he does on SmackDown. But maybe you have him show up and like Sugar Shane just says, and he, all he says is run, and that, that's it. But maybe, like I said, he shows up and he does something but no talking. You know, I don't think, like you said, I think 
a month or two before a microphone ends up in his hand in the ring. I hope so. I'd agree with that. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, how Triple H is doing this. We've done, we did the QR codes for like whatever it was, six weeks. And now I think, you you know, I think you just keep pushing. There's no, like, people are so invested and wanted to see him back so bad. There's no, there's no rush to see him in a match right away. So you don't have to, and it'll pay off. But now that he's here, I think people will lose patience quickly if he's not in a feud with somebody. So um, I'm kind of waiting to see what that first that first shot is going to be. Yeah. Well, let's see. See who he t- maybe he terrorizes somebody on uh, Friday. That'd be that'd be good. So, um, and Sugar Shane said special attraction like someone, and that someone is Brock Lesnar, who showed up on this Monday's Raw in the middle of Bobby Lashley getting ready for his match against Seth freaking Rollins. Um, what do you think of, of the surprise of Brock showing up on Raw this week? Uh, it had to happen sooner or later if that was the match for Saudi. So, and I think that that's all it, that's all it really is. I think you get you get the Saudi match, and then Brock disappears for a while. Yeah, but were were you surprised, or did you know that? Did you expect Brock to show up? I did not expect him to show up on Monday, but it helped. Good. I mean, the, the the crowd seemed surprised. Yes. Big pop for Brock. It was and in Brooklyn. Yeah, but it's still, like, it's still a big, you know. It, I mean, here's what I say. What you, did you think Raw was a very good Raw this past Monday? It was a good one. Yeah, it felt like a, a Raw after a major pay-per-view type Raw. Yeah. To me, it definitely had Attitude Era vibes to it and not just because dx was on the show but because like you said it had like what's gonna happen you don't know what's gonna happen because you know we had two big surprise returns one in brock and the other in the good brothers who i I had seen on the dirt sheets were rumored to show up um which i hate hate it but you know the doctor over here likes to send me this shit all the fucking time with the damn dirt sheets um (laughs) Uh, what, what'd you, what'd you think of the good brothers showing back up on raw to help support AJ and forming the, o- reforming the OC? I like that. It made sense. It wasn't so much about the surprise, but if you're going to have AJ have allies, that made sense. So I thought they had a pretty good run together, uh, before the, before COVID, and uh, I'm looking forward to them getting back together now. I mean, everybody, every one of them are kind of towards the tail end of their careers, right? So Gallows is no no uh, snow spring chicken. Um, Anderson has been around the block a few times. So is AJ. So yeah, give him a give him a good last run. Yeah. Um. You know, Carl Anderson is tech. He's uh, he's like a, a champ in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's a never weight open champ. Yeah. Yes. Does Triple H? Make him vacate, or does he let him do def- defend? I think he lets he 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 drops the belt at the, at their next uh, their next match. So okay, so he lets him defend it, but he drops it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he let, so it doesn't just make him vacate. You think he actually okay? That'd yeah, pretty- I think I think he he lets him drop it. If that's hopefully uh, he this opens the WWE New Japan door. Yes. Um good faith type thing yeah because uh, let me tell you uh 
that under Vince that would never would have happened. So, no, which I think is all the more reason for Triple H to do it. Yes. Well, maybe you know I say that. Uh, well, liar. Vince, Vince did allow that one time with the Hardys when they returned. He let them finish out their dates that they had already signed on the Indies on that, you know, that return at WrestleMania, uh, 33. Right. Mm-hmm. So he did. Um, so what, that's, the, that's the only time I ever remember Vince letting somebody finish out dates. Um, I, I think they, they should. And then, um, we'll see. I, I just, do you, ha- do you have faith in tr- that they'll actually get this right for once? With with uh, AJ and uh, I think they will the because I mean you've got you've got the opportunity to go when they're done with Finn and whoever Finn puts together with him. You, you have the AJ Roman Gallows Anderson versus the Usos type thing ahead of you. Okay, so there's room there if if and when it goes to that direction. But I think they're going to stretch out the the Judgment Day feud for a little while. In fact, I thought, all right, we're six weeks away. What is the War Games match going to be? Is it going to be Judgment Day in the OC? Is that the War Games match? Is it going to? It's not enough people. Not yet. You got to get another at least one body each, if not two two more bodies. Yeah. So OC and Edge. So what do you do? OC and Edge, Edge and Ray versus Judgment Day, and then they need two more people. Mm-hmm. But you know who? I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't have the uh, the idea yet on what what the War Games match is actually going to be. But you start putting the pieces together. Hmm. I mean, I I I know they have this Saudi show that they have to build, but I feel like we should start laying the groundwork. For Survivor Series, like you said, we're—I think we're only what six, six I weeks. Think, I don't even know if we're six weeks. Is it five? I think we're closer to five than six, actually. From maybe six weeks tops to to Survivor Series, and I what I always wanted to see was like the OC versus Undisputed Era, which we're not going to see. Obviously, you know that was like three or four years ago. I wanted to see that in a war games survivor series type match but mm-hmm. um i i you know i guess we'll see i mean the other one is is you get the bloodline but who do you who's facing the bloodline in a war games match uh, you know i don't even know who you got roman is wrestling Lo, you know logan paul big fucking deal but who else who else are they even... Who else is that group... I mean, would Roman even be in the War Games match himself? Probably not. It would probably be the Usos, Sammy, and Solo. Well, no, that's what... You could do five-on-five five with the War Games. They've done that before. Yeah. I mean, to me, uh, if you want to get the War Games match, isn't Roman the guy you you put in the War Games Yeah, match? but he's the head of the table. What sense does it... Why would he put himself in that match? He hasn't uh, been in any like mixed tag match or any. Um, he was. Uh, he did that. Uh, what was it? Right, the like the premium live event right after Wrestle Backlash. He did a mixed. They did the three. Ver- they did the triple. What the six way? Him and the Usos versus what Drew and 
uh, what was it? Riddle. Uh, that's and, true. Riddle yeah. and Orton. So he he's done it. So I can see that. You know that to me, other than that, you need to me factions are the way to go with these type of matches and what uh, other- Triple H is infused factions pretty quickly. Yes. Um, what was there anything? I'm trying to think anything else that I wanted to get to from Monday Night Raw. Um, I think that was it. Oh, real, uh, real quick. Um, Seth is now your U.S. champ. What are your thoughts on Seth? defeating Lashley after Brock destroyed Bobby Lashley? Um, a little bit confused as, as to why they would give that belt to Seth right now. Uh, and I don't know who Seth's challenger is going to be because it seems like Riddle and Seth are done. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I don't know if it's somehow, if Brock does stick around, do you get a Brock versus Seth at Survivor Series for the U.S. title? Or do you get maybe a triple threat with Brock and Lashley and Seth? I don't know. Yeah. Well, there I mean, are options I there. I just I just don't know what to make of it right now. Yeah. I don't think Brock sticks around. Um, you don't think he sticks around for Survivor Series? I mean, that's a big four. It is, but I think... And it's only three weeks. I think he wouldn't have even been around if it wasn't for this Saudi show, which I've heard is basically the prince says, I want to see this guy and this guy. And so they make up, you know, they have him show up. If it wasn't for the Saudi show, I don't even think Brock would be coming around till rumble time frame. I don't think we would see him at survivor series, or if we did, it would be like, a surprise at the end of a match, kind of like SummerSlam last year when he just he showed up at the end of the Cena Reigns match. So, um, isn't Goldberg due for a match? Seth Goldberg? Oh God, please don't do that. <laughs> I I think Seth is a good guy to have. He's a good he's a main event type talent. He can have credible matches and he can help build guys like Gargano, right? I think maybe Gargano is a guy that you can have feud with Seth over that belt. Gargano, Gargano trying to feud with Lashley over the U S championship is not believable. You know, Seth at least is a little bit believable because he's not, you know, as big as Lashley, but, um, so maybe, you know, you get Gargano, maybe you get a Kevin Owens, you know, guys like that that will feud with Seth over the title. Where's Ciampa been? What's he been doing? Ciampa has disappeared. Uh, I don't think he's injured. It's just I know. Uh, I don't know. Like for the last, uh, you're right. The last three weeks, I haven't seen him. Miz has been doing all this stuff with Dexter himself. Which, by the way, that oh god, that segment was terrible. Oh, crap. <laughs> That was bad, real bad. When it, when are they going to end this Dexter and uh, I love it. Stuff? Uh, well, it, I think it ends after Dexter gets his contract. Oh yeah, that's this this Monday, right? They're yeah. finally wrestling mm-hmm. on Monday. Okay. Oh, and the last thing I want, um, DX. What what do you think? 
entertained. It is what it is. Like, they acknowledged it. They, they made fun of themselves while they were out there. Um, always love to see them. They even gave a shout-out to uh, Daddy Ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that, they gave a shout-out to China. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody expects anything out of it other than them being the old old men DX now. Yeah, I thought they, you know, like you said, they made a couple jokes. They hit all their, you know, all their punchlines. Um, I would have liked to seen them interact with a younger talent and give some sort of younger talent a little shine. You know, give them the the D the rub. You know, that that to me is the only thing that was missing is that nobody got the rub. It was just them out there, and uh, and it seemed rushed. They only gave them like six minutes you know, for an entrance and to, to hit everything. So, um, I just feel like maybe a little bit more time. And then, uh, like I said, a younger talent getting the rub from them. Like, I think a riddle would have been a perfect guy to have out there with them. I mean, riddle riddle is getting his, he is legit in the main event now. Yeah, but just think, if, if he's out there with DX and they give him the rub, like, you know, kind of, like, accept him, doesn't that give him even a little more juice than he's got already? I mean, they gave it to Finn before, and that really didn't pan out as it much as... Yeah, it would have panned out if Vince fucking buried him. Well, like, let's not, <laughs> let's, you know, we don't got to be cute about it. Vince buried Finn. So, <laughs> you know. um, We're just a little over an hour... Is there is there really anything else you want to touch on before we wrap it up for the evening? Um, not really, not really. I mean, AEW was last night. I again, even with my fever and chills last night, I tried to painfully force myself to do that show. Yeah. Um, There's only two things I wrote down. I wrote uh, Renee came out, and now she's a member of AEW. I think Renee came out in Toronto. Makes yeah, well, sense. Good well, timing. Yeah, she's signed. I think I think she gives them some credibility, don't you? Yeah, Paige is nowhere to be found, which is weird because you'd think you'd have her in a city like Toronto. Yes. I, I don't know why she wasn't there. Um, the women's uh, division drives me absolutely insane. Why it's they, horrible. It, it's really bad. It's just they throw tag matches together for no yeah, reason. No uh, Storyline. Nyla Rose is stealing belts now, and there's... It's it. There's a mess. Speaking of belts, what I mentioned to you yesterday, how many freaking belts do you need to show on AEW TV? How many belts from how many organizations does Tony I, Khan need to put on TV? It just shows that he's willing to work with everybody. That's I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, the only other thing I wrote was um, Orange Cassidy is your new uh, Atlant- Atlantic champion. I yes, because nothing has happened with that belt since they introduced it. I don't know why they introduced it. You already at least they made evented with an AEW belt though. That well, Ring of Honor is a main event is a is a AEW belt. We've said this on the show many times. Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor is AEW. There's no difference, <laughs> right? What what's yeah. the difference? I mean, we're going through speed speed rounds here, right? So Danielson loses again to Jericho, and then you have the shocking fake turn by Danny Garcia. Yes. So there's that. Um, so what, saying, do, like, you, do you get Danielson Garcia again? Yeah, you get Danielson and a Garcia, maybe for that pure championship. For the pure championship, Dan- Brian Brian is like zero for eight now in championship matches in AEW. 
Yes. Um, Those are his only losses, by the way. The the most interesting thing for me, if it were to happen right now, would be a double turn. I mentioned this yesterday. A double turn with Mox going heel and MJF going full face. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting. How long, if you do, which the crowd eats up everything MJF does, um, how long can you run MJF face, though, with it being believable and the fans really being into it? Uh, depends on who's opposite him. But if, that's if, if he has if he has a strong heel opposite him. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna shit on AEW right now. What other strong heels are there besides MJF? <laughs> I'm just being honest. That what other there like that's you're saying he needs a strong heel opposite? There is none. It's him. Maybe Christian, but I don't want to see Christian anywhere in a fucking ring. Well, so, you, you you could keep on shaking the Jericho tree. To me, if you turn MJF face, the only heel you can do is then make Tony Khan a heel and then him. The authority, uh, an him authority storyline. Yes. Uh, because of that, who, like I said, who else is on his level as, as a heel? Oh, no, no. I mean, no one right now. Yes. So unless you built somebody up, you you do the double turn and MJF is a face after three weeks, people are kind of over it because there's nobody that's able, you know, unless, unless you bring CM Punk back, <laughs> you know, and, sure and watch t- out of the Tony, arena. Tony Wood, Tony Wood. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying you bring, if you bring CM Punk back and let CM Punk go heal, then, you know, they can go, but no one, no one else can go with this guy on the fucking mic. It's, you know, and like he said, Doc said, you ain't going to see Christian in a ring for 8 to 10 months. You ain't going to see CM Punk in a ring for 9 to 12 months, even if he does come back. So well, put, put NJF in with the dinosaur. Yeah, because the dinosaur, rah, 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 right? You know, <laughs> which they had Luchasaurus beat Jungle Boy last They night. did. They did. I thought they were done with the fucking Tarzan thing, but Obviously apparently they not. just can't just let him settle into Jack Perry. Yes. Not until, I guess, Christian's ready to wrestle. I don't know. I said, I'm glad Orange Cassidy, he deserve, he's been there since the beginning. He deserves to have a title. But, like, to me, the Atlantic, that's like the, remember, like the old European title. Like, it really didn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's what it is. I've also heard rumors that the European t- title is coming back. So, you know. And I, I know Doc is loving every second of it that uh, – you know, AEW is dying in his eyes. So, it's really not a good show. Like, I, it it's it's not a good show. It used to be better. They're having I don't know what he's doing. There's no active storylines that are interesting. I mean, the acclaimed is, but now you got, uh, you know, why, why are we inserting Mark Sterling? Into and why any- are you taking away? So soon, like I get the angle they're trying to pull on this, but why are you taking away so soon with a legal angle on on taking yes. away their 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 stick? Yes, I don't, I don't know. Just, like you just put the titles on them, let them, and they are the most over thing other than MJF in the company. Why? Why are you like you said? Why are you already taking away the scissor thing? So I guess what are they gonna next week? Caster's going to find a way to rap and stuff without saying the word scissor me. And his who's Sterling ring with him? Tony Nice? Tony Nice. Yeah, the most 
most amazing, boring wrestler there is on the planet. Tony, Tony fucking niece. Like the guy is amazing in the ring, but he's boring. Like what, what does he do that you're like, oh yeah, I want, I want to, I want to be invested in this guy. Yep. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what's going on. But they got to start building up for what's the next one? Because I don't keep track of AEW pay per views. Is it uh, full gear? Full gear on November nineteenth. Right there, here you go. That, that's right. that's less than five yeah. weeks away. Right here in New Jersey. I was gonna get tickets, but I got a friend's giving to go to. So unfortunately, I will not be going. So, you know, but we'll see. Now, Doc, this guy's he's like you. You just like a Yankee fan piling on for no fucking reason, like. You know you you know the WWE is the best, but you gotta pile on, right? For no reason. Is the is the Mets game tonight or tomorrow? Ah, funny, very funny. You know, Yankees got postponed, and now people are crying because oh, they might have to play four games in a row, and if it gets to game five, oh, we gotta pitch this guy. Well, I I don't feel bad for the Yankees one fucking bit. I'll tell you that right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> at least right. the Jets won over the weekend for you. We so did three and two over five hundred, and latest. they put up forty points. Yeah, this is the latest they've been over five hundred in a season since like 2016 Absolutely terrible. Are you watching your Commanders right now on Prime? Uh, it's it's not on. I'm I'm trying to stay focused on this this conversation. Okay. All right, I I know it was three nothing at at halftime. So absolutely terrible. Terrible! <laughs> what a terrible foe! Like the right last week with Thursday night was terrible too. All field. Both of those teams are so bad. Yes, just oh god, I hate Thursday night football. Um, all right. Any last um remarks before we uh, sign off for the evening? No, I, I made it through. Made yes. it through. Glad you made it. Um, I will say I'm going to a CCW show right here in Delaware. Women's wrestling. This Saturday, independent wrestling should be a great time. We're going to see Kylan King. She's the champ right now. She also, um, big news, she's the number one contender for the NWA Women's Championship uh, at their next pay-per-view. Um, we're also going to see the Renegade Twins. They're one of our favorites. And then um, we're going to Baltimore Celeb Fest on Sunday, GM. And wow. Yeah, Hitman Brett the Hitman Hart's gonna be there. Papa Shango, Hangman Adam Page, Orange, Ca- Orange Cassidy, Candice LeRae is supposed to be there. So gonna you know meet a lot of people and hopefully you know get some pictures and some autographs. So it should be a great time, man. That sounds pretty awesome, man. Yeah, Wait, who's the who's the NWA Women's Champion now? Is it still Camille? It's still Camille. Um, and this will be the second time her and Kylan King are wrestling for the title. So. To me, this really smelled because she beat Taya in, you know, to be the number one contender. So this smells of they might put the title on Kylan King, which would be pretty fucking cool. So because I've, you know, I've been following her for the last like three years now. She's she's definitely put in the work and is definitely. I don't know. It's, it's bad luck for you to follow anybody because when's Thunder going to wrestle again? Anyway, any last words before we uh, sign off? Nothing. I've said what I need to say. Okay. Um, am I getting the full A with a brawl? Yes, I got a full AW experience while I was at Extreme Rules, uh, Doc. Um, 
Well, that wraps it up for us this week on Between the Ropes. Um, went a little long, but was a lot to get to with that Extreme Rules recap and then Raw. I think WWE doing an excellent job under Triple H. Would you say say the same thing, uh, GM? Hey, uh, st- I'm still on the wagon. So far, so good. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to see what's going on. And um, 11th episode in the books. We will be back next Thursday right here on Spotify Live, 9 o'clock, ready to talk all things professional wrestling. And, you know, hopefully I have maybe a couple stories from uh, this weekend, GM. Yeah, bring some stories. I mean, you're going to so many events over the weekend, and you're going to probably go shake hands with Orange Cassidy. So there's got to be something to say. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Well, not really shake hands. It'd probably be like the hand with the wrist down. That's like his thing, you know. Maybe I'll get a thumbs up out of him. I think that's about his. Or even better, maybe Danhausen will be there. Talk to he him. is supposed to be Dan Housen uh, is supposed is. to be there too. There it is. Maybe he'll curse me. <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be something if Dan Housen cursed me? Get it on video if he does. I I will. I'll do my best. All right. All right. Well, that does it for us. So for the honest GM, I'm Drill Sarnzi, and this is Between the Ropes. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great time. Peace. Peace.